This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Coming up, we're going to talk to the folks at Burnaby Hospital, the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. They have uh, some really interesting ideas about how they want to make Burnaby Hospital into a state-of-the-art facility that that serves not only the Burnaby area, which is getting bigger by the day, but also all, all parts of the Lower Mainland. We'll hear from them coming up. But first, here are some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Remember the days before we had Uber and Lyft in Vancouver, the taxi companies were very concerned that these ride-hailing app-based businesses would really eat into the taxi business. Well, they were right. Uber and Lyft is crushing the competition from old-fashioned taxis with almost double the number of trips taxi companies are getting. Both taxi and ride-hailing companies took a hit when the COVID-19 pandemic began, and while taxis bounced back more quickly, a recent report done for the Passenger Transportation Board finds that in May of this year, there were nearly 1 million ride-hailing trips in the Lower Mainland and Whistler region, while there were only 600,000 taxi trips made in the same month in the same area. It's not clear whether the growth of Uber and Lyft came solely at the expense of taxi companies, Because in other cities, companies like Uber and Lyft actually added to the demand for trips, something that's kind of hard to measure in BC because the COVID pandemic hit just weeks after the ride-hailing apps launched in BC. And a lot of our stuff lives in the clouds. I'm sure your photos are probably being saved in the cloud. A lot of data, a lot of uh, music is in the cloud. But where is the cloud? Well, now it looks like Uh, One of the places the cloud will be is in Alberta. Amazon says it plans to open a second cloud computing server hub in Canada in late 2023 that will result in billions of dollars of investments in the coming years. Amazon Web Services, their cloud division, says the new hub will be based in the Calgary area and it'll provide better service to Western North America. Its other hub is located in the Montreal area. Amazon Web Services says it spent more than $1.4 billion between 2016 and 2021 to set up and run its Montreal data hub, and that overall the company plans to invest $21 billion by 2037 in both existing infrastructure and this new facility near Calgary. North Shore rescue volunteers are literally lifesavers. And sometimes it's not even people that they save. They actually helped save an injured dog in the Mount Seymour Trails this past Wednesday afternoon. The dog was also with four hypothermic hikers. NSR coordinated uh, this rescue with the District of North Vancouver's Search and Rescue Services and North Van RCMP. After they got a call from help from the trails about one and a half Ks west of Mount Seymour Road, search manager Dave Barnett sent two teams in. The first to arrive helped rewarm the four freezing hikers with some heat vests and extra clothing, while the second group had to figure out what to do with Archie, the immobilized dog. It was a big old dog, and uh, his rear legs essentially just gave out, according to Barnett. This dog couldn't move, and the team tends to evacuate dogs quite often out of trails, a couple times per year, according to Barnett. 
they are equipped with some harnesses that they can actually uh, take the dog out on helicopter, or they also have backpacks. But that's mostly for smaller dogs. But uh, our, uh, this this dog Archie was seventy five pounds, and it took them uh, four members taking turns to carry Archie back to civilization. He says he thinks the senior dog was just exhausted. He also says it's a good lesson for all of us about the fact that winter conditions are here. So that means make sure if you go out on the trails, you're equipped with warm clothes and especially the right kind of footwear because the ground gets pretty wet and cold. There's snow and ice at lower levels. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, did you know that BC, uh, BC's third largest city is Burnaby? And coming up next, it's an attempt to turn Burnaby Hospital into the kind of world-class, state-of-the-art facility that a city like Burnaby deserves, as well as the surrounding areas they serve, and also your chance to help. That's coming up next when Vancouver Consumer continues. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and the Burnaby Hospital has been an important part of that community since the early 50s. And as Burnaby grows, it's now BC's third largest city, uh, there's a campaign on right now to turn Burnaby Hospital into a state-of-the-art facility that will not only serve uh, Burnaby, but East Vancouver as well for years to come. And tonight at five o'clock on Global BC, just before the Global National News, it's the Proud History Bright Future broadcast, all about the future of Burnaby Hospital. And with me now is the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation, Christy James. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Excellent. I'm I'm good. And I should mention the website is bhfoundation.ca and there's the bhfoundation.rafflenexus.com for 50, 50 lottery tickets. There's a big draw coming up. We'll talk about that. But uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on this big broadcast tonight at five o'clock on Global. Are we going to see your face on there? You sure will. We're really looking forward to it. We've got some amazing stories um, that are going to take place. And yes, I will be on there with our new board chair talking about the importance of this new redevelopment to our campus. Yeah, and let's talk a, a little bit about the history of Burnaby Hospital. Burnaby Hospital is a, a much-loved community hospital, and uh, and the plans are to make it even better, more state-of-the-art. But let's go back, I think it was 1952 when the hospital was built? It was, 1952, and they haven't had an expansion since the late 70s. So not a lot of, um, of work has been done on it. And as you mentioned, Burnaby being the third largest city, it's uh, our population has really grown and we've outgrown that space. So definitely time for uh, redevelopment. Yeah, and the idea is it's not just Burnaby, it's also uh, parts of East Vancouver that will use this hospital. So it's, it's a huge part of the lower mainland uh, medical scene. Yes, definitely. We see over 500,000 patients and it, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big area that we take in being right on the border of East Vancouver as well. So um, we have the second busiest emergency room in the Fraser Health Authority region and uh, it puts a lot of strain on our, on our small little ER. So. Yeah. And I was looking at the website 
And uh, I was looking at, at, you have a really cool thing on the website at bhfoundation.ca. Some of the things that you're raising money to buy, and it's incredible how expensive this state-of-the-art medical equipment is, like, a, like an infant warmer that costs $42,000. And, and these things are crucial for care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we do, the foundation's job is to bridge the gap between what the government provides and what our community needs. And, you know, some of these pieces of equipment are in addition to ones that we have or ones that are aging that really, you know, would work better and quicker for our, our patients if we upgraded them. So we do uh, spend a lot of funds on upgrading uh, older equipment and getting multiples of things. We recently bought a new portable ultrasound machine and a portable x-ray machine so they could use it in surgery so they don't have to send the x-rays downstairs to have them processed while they've got someone on a surgical table. So we we do spend um, a fair bit of time raising funds for these emergency needs. And, you know, right now our, our biggest priority is this redevelopment and getting this new state-of-the-art space for our staff. Um, but definitely, and especially over COVID, uh, we did purchase three ventilators uh, with the help of our community and other urgently needed equipment just to get us through, you know, that first and second wave and now obviously into the fourth wave. So a lot of equipment is purchased. Yeah, COVID can uh, throw a wrench into all this. Um, But if people want to get involved, they can go to the website, bhfoundation.ca. And uh, there's also a 50-50 lottery draw that's going to happen next year, early next year in February. So people can get involved in this. And and let's talk a little bit about the foundation and its purpose. You just mentioned it sort of bridges the gap between what the government provides in funding. So so what do you say to people when they say, well, doesn't the government provide all the funding you need? Um, why? Well, we are, why? No, go ahead. Yeah, we get asked that question so often. Um, we do, you know, we're very fortunate in BC to have a government that funds all of our medical needs and, and that. Um, but sometimes there are extra needs and, you know, uh, perfect example when I started at Burnaby Hospital Foundation we we really needed a second CT scanner in our hospital our our weights were up there whenever our CT would um, you know software sometimes doesn't work whenever it would crash we would be having backups of that and so that's something you know the government funds that CT scanner but we needed a second one for our community and the community really rallied and said we want to help purchase this so that we get faster access and so that there aren't so much um, so many delays. So we managed to raise uh, $1.5 million with a million-dollar gift from the city of Burnaby itself and purchase that second CT scanner, which is just being installed right now. So, you know, we are fortunate that we do have this amazing healthcare system, but the, found, the hospital foundations are there to kind of, you know, help, help out those hospitals a little more and, and be able to support the community a bit better. Yeah, it literally makes the care better. And, and it's a way, I think, for people to, to be part of the community, to, to get on board and to donate a little bit of money. Uh, the bhfoundation.ca uh, website is where they can go. And then, and then, of course, the people love 50-50 tickets. I love 50-ticket mm-hmm. <laughs> draws. And tell me about this. Uh, if people go to the bhfoundation.rafflenexus.com, they can pick up a, a 50-50 ticket. And uh, the the draw is not till next February, so it's going to be a big one. It is. Well, we hope so. This is only our second time doing a 50-50. 
Um, the link is available, as you said, bhfoundation.rafflenexus, but also right on our website as well, bhfoundation.ca. Um, we ran it last year the same time. We started in November, and we launched our For the Love of Burnaby event in February and pulled the winning raffle at the end of that week-long event, and we're going to be doing the same this year. Last year's raffle got over $40,000, and being our first raffle, we we were really proud of that and had an amazing gentleman win that, and I believe he needed a new vehicle and put that towards his 20000 towards buying a new vehicle, which was really exciting. Uh, this year, we're already ahead. Our jackpot's already ahead. I think we're over 5000 now, um, further ahead than we were this time last year. So we do think it's going to be a really big jackpot this year and a great opportunity for people to support the Hospital Foundation. Yeah, it's a, and I know I know a few people who have won fifty fifty tickets like at Canucks games and stuff, <laughs> and it's it's always it's always nice. It's a little uh, <laughs> kind of takes the edge off to win some cash, and they can do that by going to your website at uh, bhfoundation.ca. So let's talk about the big vision that that you guys have for Burnaby Hospital. Um, like, describe what. Uh, what it's going to be like once people, you know, get involved and, and support this thing? Well, the the redevelopment is being completed in two phases, and we are right now currently raising funds for the first phase. Our commitment to this phase is $30 million, and I'm really excited to say we've raised about $23 million of that, so we're in, you know, the last stretch here. Um, the new site, so phase one is going to include a new six-floor patient care tower that will be modern, energy efficient, and full of natural light. Um, within that sixth floor, there'll be um, three, three different departments are going in there. So we have a mental health floor, a new maternity floor, as well as an inpatient medical floor. And a lot of these floors are going to be all single-spaced or single rooms with a dedicated bathroom, which is going to provide patients and families with the comfort of privacy, as well as meeting the standards for infection control. That's a luxury we don't have right now being such a a small hospital with, you know, a huge demand. A lot of our rooms are two, three or four beds per room. So this is definitely something that this community needs. Uh, As well, we're going to be expanding the uh, existing support facilities building And that's going to really extensively renovate our emergency room and our surgical department. We'll be getting over 10,000 square feet more in our emergency department and four net new ORs, which is going to be a huge support for us. We um, We do a lot of hip and knee replacements, a lot of joint replacement surgeries in the hospital. We're very well known and recently, actually, you'll see a sneak peek of this tonight on the uh, broadcast, but the... First knee, first day knee surgery just took place recently. One of our orthopedic surgeons did a knee surgery, and the same day sent the patient home, and uh, that was pretty pretty amazing for us. So, um, we're really looking forward to this new surgical department being expanded as well. And then, of course, you know some of the areas we have challenges are parking, so this will add some new parking, and also just be you know more energy efficient and modern, and more space for for our staff to do their great work. Christy James is our guest on Vancouver Consumer. Christy is the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation, sharing uh, her view of what Burnaby Hospital will become uh, with your help.
And if you go to the website, bhfoundation.ca, you can find out how you can get involved. You can donate some money, bhfoundation.rafflenexus.com. That's a long one. You can just go to the website, bhfoundation.ca, to find out where to go for the 50-50 tickets, the lottery draw. And uh, you mentioned the, the Bright Future broadcast. That's tonight at 5 o'clock on Global BC, and you can see uh, pictures and images of what what will be. And you mentioned parking. That like that's that's something a lot of people don't think about, but but it's a huge part of the experience of of going to the hospital, visiting people. Um, how have have hospitals really changed since 1952 when Burnaby Hospital was built? Um, how has how have hospitals changed? Because you mentioned the whole idea of uh, private bathrooms, so it can be more like being at home. I'm guessing hospitals are a lot different than they were in 1952. Um, definitely, and you know the bathroom issue, obviously, and and patient privacy. I mean, we we really focus on we want to make sure that their their treatment's confidential and that they have their own privacy. And so these single rooms, not only for the privacy, but for infection control. And we saw this a lot over the last year with COVID outbreaks in hospital. We really need single patient rooms to be able to have, keep control of all those, any, any um, infection issues that are going on within the hospital and make sure that those aren't spreading. So that's a big one for us. The other thing, you know, hospitals have changed because there's we we do see in the community a lack of of family physicians, and there's, you know, the populations are growing, and we get a lot of people into our emergency room that maybe could go to a a clinic or see a family doctor, but they just don't have access to that. And I know that recently there's been some new uh, urgent primary care facilities uh, set up, and those have been such a great help for for the emergency department, but. Definitely the, the population has just taken such a toll on, on the hospitals themselves and, you know, doing all the treatments that we do within, within the hospitals. It's, it's just we've run out of space. And the parking always is an issue. We, we hear about it all the time. There's never enough parking and street parking. And Burnaby Hospital is located right in a residential area. So, you know, that definitely has always been a, a challenge for us there in that location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that because parking, I mean, it sounds like when you're talking about, uh, you know, what it costs to run a hospital, parking seems like an afterthought, but it's part of the whole experience. And I, I think that's great. So if, if you would like to be part of this, this, uh, this vision for Burnaby Hospital, I urge you to go to bhfoundation.ca and find out how you can help. You can also buy a 50-50 lottery ticket. Um, and uh, I'll mention it again. Tune into the Bright Future broadcast. It's on Global BC at 5 o'clock, just before the national news at 5.30. And you'll be able to see, you'll be able to put a picture to the voice of Christy James, the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. And when we come back, uh, I want to hear more about uh, this vision for the new Burnaby Hospital. And we'll have more when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And uh, with us is Christy James, the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. bhfoundation.ca is the website. Uh, Burnaby Hospital has been an important part of not only Burnaby, but the surrounding areas, East Van as well. 
Um, and uh, I mentioned, I, I didn't really realize this, but I guess it's true. Uh, Burnaby is BC's third largest city now, and uh, they want Burnaby Hospital to, to be the kind of facility that the third largest city in BC deserves, a state-of-the-art facility. And tonight at five o'clock on Global BC, just before the Global National News, it's the Proud History, Bright Future broadcast. So you can see all about this vision. And it's kind of interesting, Christy, how um, the community is rallying around uh, this new plan for Burnaby Hospital. And it's kind of fitting because in 1952, the community basically rallied around. And that's how the original Burnaby Hospital was built in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the community came together in in a huge way, I think almost 70 years ago, and raised the funds and um, helped build the hospital at that time, the first hospital here in Burnaby. And since then, I mentioned the campus hasn't really had any major redevelopments. And now for this incredible redevelopment of our campus, we've got an amazing group of individuals, community leaders, who have come together again and are helping raise the funds for this. And our fundraising cabinet, we have about 15 community members on it right now. It's chaired by Bill McCarthy and Pat DeLaSalle. And they are doing a phenomenal job. They both used to be on the board at Burnaby Hospital Foundation many years ago. And they've stepped forward again to uh, to help support this redevelopment of the campus. So this definitely is a community-led initiative for us. And, uh, and we couldn't be any prouder to have these amazing community members on board. Yeah, and it's and it's important to to mention that it's not just Burnaby; it's uh, the surrounding areas as well. And there's a lot of uh, parts of East Vancouver where uh, Burnaby Hospital serves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our like mentioned, we're right on the on the uh, boundary of Boundary Road, and so East Vancouver. We do see a lot of patients come in from East Vancouver, and you know that's. Um, when when you're in a hospital area, you can come from anywhere around that community. Um, and also with hospitals being so busy these days, sometimes people are moved to secondary emergencies if if the emergency is too full. We had a we had a spot last year where our emergency was shut down for a while because of COVID and um, the number of cases, and we had a few outbreaks, and our emergency was chalker blocks. So people were being diverted to different hospitals and that happens to us as well. Um, people get diverted to ours, but our community is huge. And, uh, you know, we serve over, as mentioned, 500,000 people. The majority come from communities of Burnaby and East Vancouver, of course. Right. And, and one thing, uh, you're very proud of the doctors and nurses and staff at Burnaby hospital, uh, some of the best in their fields. Um, so, so when you are out there, you know, getting support for this hospital, um, how, how do you think that this will uh, help those people do their jobs better? Well, yeah, we are very fortunate. We have an outstanding, diverse and loyal staff at Burnaby Hospital. And right now they're coming to work every day with a smile and they're making the best of the current facilities, you know, despite the complications of our old building and, you know, having... Um, departments spread out among the campus and also going through COVID at this time. Um, This redevelopment is going to allow, you know, not only the staff, but the patients to have more relaxed, comfortable experience due to the expansion of things like our treatment areas and waiting rooms as well. And, uh, you know, the the extra space and the, the needed space will drastically change 
for the operations. And, you know, should we have another major health crisis or pandemic arise, we'll be fully equipped and better prepared to handle it. And that toll on our staff will not be as as much as we're seeing now in, in this cramped space. They'll be able to actually do their work and um, be able to do it more efficiently and and you know, help keep the morale of our amazing staff up. So we're looking forward to that definitely for them. And I guess this COVID experience has been a real uh, learning experience uh, for everybody involved. And and I guess these kind of pandemics are, you know, to be expected and probably we will see more of them. So, so I guess you've learned a lot uh, about how to deal with a pandemic in the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's constantly a learning learning experience. I mean, our foundation, we're not involved in the operations of the hospital, but we definitely see the work that they're doing and, and that the team is doing together. And, you know, I, it's always overwhelming. We've been in the hospital. We actually um, had to work from home for a short time during COVID uh, because we actually had a fire last November right in the middle of the of the second wave. And it took out part of our west wing of our hospital so we've in fact lost the building um but you know we've been there except for that time to be able to support the staff and we've you know done what we can to help boost morale and keep everyone strong through this through this pandemic yeah and if 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 people listening would like to be a part of this this plan be a part of this movement to uh to make Burnaby Hospital a state of the art facility that uh that everybody will appreciate in the lower mainland just go to bhfoundation.ca and you can find out how you can be a part of this change you can donate some money you can also buy a 50/50 lottery ticket um I, I don't know. I keep bringing that up because I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's coming It's coming up in February and you can buy the 50-50 lottery ticket at their website, bhfoundation.ca. And tune in to the Bright Future broadcast tonight at five on Global BC. And, you know, I guess there's sort of two levels of, of improvements you can make to a hospital. You mentioned things like uh, very expensive ultrasound, portable ultrasound machines so that you can do the ultrasound right there in the operating room instead of having to, to you know, to go to different parts of the, the hospital, et cetera. And so that just like makes a marked improvement in the care. But the also, and almost as important is the experience of being in the hospital, uh, having room to, to wait and have have people, your loved ones, be able to sit somewhere comfortable and for you to have some privacy. So I guess there's a lot of different things that maybe a lot of people don't think about when it comes to improving a hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, definitely different different areas. I mean, having space for, for the staff to be able to um, relax in between shifts and recoup is one thing. Having space for families to wait uh, right now with COVID the last year, it's been difficult to even come in and visit patients uh, because of the the close quarters. But, you know, definitely that'll make a huge difference for us is having proper waiting spaces, these private rooms where your family can visit. And and that'll make a difference for the patient's recovery as well as, you know, all the the space for the staff to recoup in between as well. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people maybe used to take for granted. And now with, with COVID, you see how hard healthcare workers are working and the hours that they're putting in, they deserve a place to go and sit down and, you know, and just sort of regroup, 
It seems mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. We actually had a fantastic um, donor come in last year, and he actually saw for himself he was going through uh, chemotherapy treatment in our cancer clinic, and he actually saw for himself the the staff um, working so hard and not having a space to go in between, and he funded a new greenhouse, which is actually in the process of being built right now on our campus. Uh, he came forward to me and said, I want to do something and give the staff a quiet, calm place that they can go and recoup in between their their shifts or on their breaks. And uh, he funded that to, you know, it's a $200,000 investment into a greenhouse for the staff on the campus. And so we do have some amazing donors who can actually see and who are who are personally making a difference for the staff to make sure that they're they're cared for as well. So it's an amazing community that we're in and to, and to be able to have the staff that we have, the state, like the amazing staff that we have, plus our community members who are so caring. It's a great place to work and be. And if you would like to become part of that community, just go to their website, bhfoundation.ca, Burnaby Hospital Foundation.ca, and find out how you can get involved. Uh, maybe donate some money, buy a 50-50 lottery ticket, and watch the Bright Future broadcast tonight at 5 o'clock on Global BC. And uh, you talked a little bit about phase one, but there's also a phase two of, of this vision as well. Yeah, so phase one is... Um the new patient tower that's going in with the the five floors and the expansion to the emergency room and surgical department. Phase two that uh, the Fraser Health is working on right now with the provincial government is going to be on the west side of the property and our west wing will come down. A new tower will go in there. It'll house um, a diagnostic imaging department and a few other uh, departments going in, as well as a BC Cancer Centre will be installed there as well. So after that phase two, our campus will have almost 50% more beds on the campus with all this new space and um, and different floors. So that's to come. We're, we're, we're still working on the $30 million to, for phase one, but uh, definitely in the next uh, 12 months, we'll be hearing a lot more about that phase two. And um, we're really excited about that as well, because that brings in a lot of new areas for us, too. We're talking to Christy James, the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation, about their plans for uh, a new state-of-the-art facility at Burnaby Hospital. And uh, I can tell just by listening to your voice that you are very proud of the work you're doing and you're very proud of the people who are involved, not only running the hospital, but also, you know, you know, donating money and that, that community that is, that has come together to help this hospital. So I want to ask you, what are you personally most excited about with these new plans for Burnaby Hospital? Oh, what a good question. Well, we, uh, I am, first of all, I've been, I've been with Burnaby Hospital Foundation for four years and seeing the community rally around this project has been absolutely inspiring. Burnaby is such a culturally rich, um, diverse community. We're very fortunate to have so many uh, people step up and get involved. And, and since launching this campaign, it's, it's blown my mind. So I'm really proud that we're going to be providing them with uh, a state-of-the-art hospital that they deserve, um, as well as helping the staff. I mean, the staff, we are so fortunate. Some of the physicians and technicians and nurses and support staff are absolutely outstanding, and they really deserve to have a 
you know, a, an amazing space to come to work and be able to do the amazing job that they do. So I'm, re- I'm really, um, I'm really excited about the opportunity for, for the community, but also for, for our staff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something that, uh, people are thinking more and more about, about the staff, the healthcare workers who are, uh, who are in there and they deserve our support. So, uh, I thank you so much for talking to us, Chrissy. So, so I, I've been mentioning the website, uh, bhfoundation.ca, um, and the 50, 50 lottery ticket. So, so what do you recommend people do if they want to support the BC? Well, Hospital I think Foundation? definitely or, tune into tonight's broadcast. And, um, and on global at five, it's going to be a really amazing, um, 30 minutes with jam packed with some great patient stories, as well as, uh, some physician stories and some surprise guests as well. And then check out our website, bhfoundation.ca to learn more about the, the program, the project and the redevelopment and, um, opportunities to get involved are all listed on there, whether it's making a donation or looking to volunteer Everything's listed on there and they can always reach out to me directly. Right on and get a 50-50 lottery ticket, of course. And and yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Christy James, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. Christy James is the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation and uh, that website again bhfoundation.ca. You can be part of these exciting new plans for Burnaby Hospital. And uh, of course, don't forget to tune into the Bright Future broadcast tonight at five on Global BC. And coming up, it is uh, a few days past Remembrance Day, but we cannot forget uh, our veterans. And uh, you might be surprised how many veterans in Canada don't have a place to sleep. And I'll tell you that story when we come back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And our thanks to Christy James, the CEO of the Burnaby Hospital Foundation. And uh, if you want to become part of this this community that is uh, turning a a beloved community hospital into a state-of-the-art facility that will serve not only Burnaby, but uh, all sorts of parts of Vancouver, you can go to bhfoundation.ca. And uh, you can donate some money. You can find out how you can get involved in a number of different ways. You can also pick up a 50-50 lottery ticket. They're having a 50-50 draw in February of next year. So uh, that should have a pretty good jackpot. And uh, tune into the Bright Future broadcast tonight at 5 on Global BC as they transform Burnaby Hospital into uh, something really, really special. And, you know, I I mentioned that Burnaby is now the third largest city in BC, which is uh, very impressive. It just beat out Richmond, the fourth largest city. Uh, They have 198,000 and change in terms of population. Burnaby has 232 and they're way behind Surrey. That's 517,000, almost 518,000. And then Vancouver is the number one largest city in BC, of course, at 631 and a half thousand people. And uh, as we all remembered the sacrifices made by Canadians in the military this past Thursday, it's looking like life after Remembrance Day continues to be tough for a lot of our veterans in Canada. Hundreds of veterans across the country don't have a place to call home, including dozen 
dozens who live in Metro Vancouver. Despite the services and programs available for veterans, uh, nearly 800 of almost 20,000 people who are experiencing homelessness in Canada served in the Canadian Armed Forces, according to a 2018 report from Employment and Social Development Canada. More than 100 of them are in Metro Vancouver, according to a 2020 homeless count. Jenny Konkin is the co-founder of the Whole Way House Society, and she says it's important that when we look at those living in poverty on the downtown east side, we realize that many of them served in the Canadian military. Whole Way House Society operates the Veterans Memorial Manor on the downtown east side, which opened its doors in 1986 after a survey years before revealed that more than 900 veterans lived in the area, many in deplorable conditions and on the brink of homelessness, if not homeless already. Today, about 30 veterans live at the home. And she says they're seeing an increase in seniors who are finding themselves homeless in their older years. She says a challenge is many veterans find it hard to ask for help. And her message for them is to reach out if you need help and don't be don't be proud and her message to everybody else is let's really not forget this is vancouver consumer uh we're here every saturday two to four we'll see you next week i want to thank our producer jonathan chung i'm martin strong the news is next the proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw